Good morning. <laughs> or whatever time of day you're listening to this. Uh, summer vacation. It's here. It's July now. It's really, really hot where we are in Edmonton. Like cartoonishly hot. Last Park benches week, are melting. Yeah, last week it was so hot that sidewalks are buckling. Yeah, that's usually a winter thing. They usually heave from the ice, but no. Our, our, it's like we do cold really well, but man, do we suck at hot. It's almost embarrassing, like we couldn't handle it. And it wasn't even in the grand scheme of things, not that bad. Yeah. Like, I think we hit 37 here, which is steamy hot, but there are other places in the 40s. and Oh, yeah. And uh, for 37 degrees to ruin our sidewalks, I'm just kind of like, I'm a little embarrassed. I was away camping. It was miserable. Don't get me wrong. I love being with my beautiful wife and my gifted children. But it was unpleasant. <laughs> Not the company. Again, let me reiterate the heat. But so anyway, we should probably say this right now. You're, I'm, I'm away again next week. You're away the following week. So there might not be another podcast till what, August? Yeah, it might be a few weeks. Huh. So you're Rip not, off. You're not going crazy. We're just taking some vacation time. Yeah. Doing some deep soul searching. So Bryce, you know what we need to do here? We need to make this a good one. Yeah. A long chair is a good town chair, but you're aware of that. It falls down to half the size, so you I'm Garner Andrews. That's Bryce Kelly. We are the Lawn Chair Prophets. We host a morning show on a radio station in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. The radio station's called Sonic. You can find us on the internet at sonic1029.com. And they don't give just any radio station a website. No. No, do you know what a website costs? <laughs> they don't give those out for free. Um, are we doing recommendations or listener mailbag first? Whichever. Let's just combine them. Who cares, man? I'm, yeah. in vaca- I'm in vacation mode already. Let's just freestyle this thing. I got, uh, we were talking about our, our conference we were planning, the Um Actually oh, yes. 2021, where it's a bunch of people who get together and try and one-up each other with trivial, with knowledge that nobody really cares about. You know, the cement concrete guy is there. Yeah, the thumb is not a finger. The black is not a color. That person is there. Yeah. Uh, the tomato is not a fruit. Or the tomato is not a vegetable, it's a fruit. I got this message on our actual Gmail email address, lawnchairpodcast at gmail.com if you want to get in touch with the show. Uh, this is from Matt. It says, I'll one-up your um, actually, tomato is a fruit guy. I am the um, actually, a cucumber is a fruit guy. What? Is that true? I don't know. That can't be true. Cucumber's not a fruit. Can you Google that? Is a cucumber fruit? Whoa, that came up fast. I didn't even. I've is a cucumber, and it just came up. Yes, it's a fruit. Wow, blunt. Wait, like the internet's getting tired of being asked that question. There's no explanation. If you punch it in, is a cucumber fruit? It just says yes. A cucumber mm-hmm. is a fruit. Zero explanation. Hmm. Just in big bold letters. Uh, huh. Did not know that. Marla from, oh, Marla listens in Vancouver. Hey, Marla. No, Marta? In Vancouver? Yeah, Marta. She's taking time out from skiing and surfing in the same day? Nobody actually does that. That's one of the, I lived out there for seven (laughs) years. Everybody's like, 
you can you can go golfing and skiing on the same day. No, nobody ever has done that ever. Have you tried to drive across Vancouver so you can do both of those things in the same day? And it's never quite warm enough for golf in the middle of February. People like to talk about it, but it's not really a thing. So anyway, uh, Marta, we're not disparaging you or your town. Beautiful city. Just says, hey, uh, Garner and Bryce, did your audio engineer start adding background noise to the podcast recording? No. Mm, No? We're just sitting in our lawn chairs. In a mossy uh, at, forest. At first, I thought I was going crazy or that my headphones were broken, but I checked your older podcasts I listened to, and they were normal. I don't know what's up there, Marta, but thank you for listening in Vancouver. Do you want one more, Bryce, or not? Yeah, let's keep it going. Okay, one more. Hey, Garner and Bryce, want to feel old? Yeah. <laughs> Why not? I remember my dad turning on Sonic in the car on the way to my first day of kindergarten, listening to the Sonic Rock Door was our morning tradition every day for years. Garner and Bryce were celebrities to me. Today was my last day of high school. Oof. So that means no more morning drives listening to Sonic after 13 years. I love the podcast and will continue to listen to you for sure. Thank you for all the last, Jack. Well, thank you, Jack, for making us feel old. Thank you, Jack. Fantastic. That's a crazy thought. Someone went through all of grade school. And it just Ooh. makes you stop and realize how much of our lives we've wasted. <laughs> you know, imagine, so I've been doing this show for, not the podcast, but I've been, I've been working on the morning show here on Sonic for 16 years. And you've been here for what, 13? 13, yeah. 13. If I had gone to university for 16 years, I could be a double doctor. You could almost be a double. You could be a specialist, Bryce. Holy cow. I could be operating. I could be wrist deep in someone's brain right now. You could, but you're not. You're here. Instead, I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> Instead, I'm here Googling is a cucumber of fruit. And Woo! being mind, my mind blown by the answer. Yeah. <sighs> if only we'd followed another path, we would have those careers that our parents would actually brag about. Ooh. Ugh. Wow. Uh, recommendations time. This is where we recommend stuff to you. You recommend stuff back to us. But do not follow up with us. Do not constantly pester us with, did you watch that video? No, I'll get to it. I will. But that sort of sucks the fun out of it when you're constantly day after day after day emailing going, did you watch that YouTube link yet? Did you read that book? No, it's been a day. I haven't read that book. (laughs) Anyway, it could be a book, a podcast, a movie, a TV series. It's anything. You know what? My recommendation this week is actually your recommendation. Oh. From F1, the the series on Netflix. Drive to Survive series on Netflix. I know nothing about racing. I don't care about racing. All of it. I don't care about NASCAR, IndyCar, local stock cars or demo derby. I certainly don't care about F1, but I started watching that series I had to make. I had to force myself to go to bed last night. And you're excited to go home and watch more. That's all I can think about right now. It's such a good series. Someone else texted in and said that they started watching it based on my recommendation, even though their brother had been telling them to watch it for like a month. So you have more pull, <laughs> more sway than their brother? Than their blood relative. Wow. So I feel pretty proud about that. Well, I'm glad that one's catching on. It's an excellent show. Yeah, I did. And I love the fact that you don't have to be a race. It's more about the drama behind the scenes. Yeah. So much drama, so much political 
So much backstabbing, so much. Oh, it's so petty. Oh, it's really petty. The money that's in that sport is wild. And yeah, because I went into it too. I, I didn't even realize how that sport really worked. Like yeah. there's 10 teams with two drivers each and whew, I had no idea how it worked. And the two drivers on every team typically hate each other. They hate each other too. Yeah. It's unbelievable. <laughs> it's like, wow. And they're both racing at the same time. And they're all from all around the world. So you have all these like exotic accents from all over the place and they all just universally hate each other. Yeah. It's beautiful in a way. That's a big money sport though. Like some of those teams spend what, 300 to $500 million a year and they employ like thousands of people for a, for an F1 race. What do all those be? I can understand maybe a couple hundred, but what do a couple thousand people do with Red Bull F1? Even the people who their job is to, at a pit stop, grab the tire off of the car. They yeah. don't even replace it. Someone else replaced it. They just grab the tire off the car, get out of the way. Mm-hmm. They make a good living. You watch that, and those they're turning those cars around in that pit in, like, what, three seconds? If that. It's crazy fast. But anyway, thank you, Bryce. That'll be my recommendation this week. This is just me um, rubber stamping and approving Bryce's recommendation. The first double recommendation. Mm-hmm. It's okay. that good. What do you got? Uh, mine, I can't stop gushing about my air fryer. So you know what? <laughs> I'm going to recommend it. It's a <laughs> Ninja brand. The foodie. Uh, Ninja brand air fryer. But this one's different because it has two compartments instead of just one. You're running the eight quart. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Each of those drawers is four quarts. Yeah. yeah. For a grand total of eight. Uh, it's fantastic. The double compartments is perfect because you can cook, you know, like I'll cook chicken on one side and I'll fry up some potatoes or something on the other side. Woo! Yeah. Girl. And it works like a hot damn. I just made... Chicken tenders and potato and uh, I keep, I'm so distracted by the screaming. What the hell the is going on out there? Someone's screaming in the background. I don't know why. In the in the hallway. Anyway, I made chicken tenders and tater tots. Yeah, a grown up meal. Yeah, because I'm a grown man <laughs> who could have been a doctor. Yeah, just eating some, <laughs> just eating some chicken tenders. And they're done perfectly. Oh. Air fryer already is good, but this one with the dual compartments. Game changer. Bryce, you have what's called the Ninja Foodie, and I know this because I got the exact same one as a Father's Day gift. Ooh, but you haven't broken it open yet. No, I haven't I haven't opened the box yet. Because I got it on like on Father's Day. What and then I went away on vacation. So this week I'm gonna crack that thing open and I'm gonna try it out. But um I don't know what appliance I'm going to get my wife for Mother's Day. Mm. <laughs> Could be risky, but <laughs> Garner Andrews and Bryce Kelly are the Lawn Chair Profits. Two guys just watching the world go by. Now's the time in the podcast where we talk about plungers. <laughs> Not random at all. I, I wish I could remember how this topic came up. I don't... That was like a week ago. Why can't I remember how we started talking about plungers? For the life of me, I can't remember. I just remember plungers came up and the conversation... It, it, it took off like wildfire. Well, one of the, it, we got several texts from people who were like, uh, you want to hear what the ultimate shame, they were at their mom's house or something like that. And they oh, used the man. toilet. They plugged the toilet and the mom had to phone the neighbor and go, can we borrow a plunger? And the person had to go next door and get the borrowed plunger. Is that a plunger you even want back? If you have to borrow a plunger and use it? Yeah. Oh man. I know exactly the one you're talking about. I'm just going to see if I can pull it up. 
Yeah, but that, I mean, that would be... Sh- anytime you have to walk down a street with a plunger in your hand, nobody... There's only one specific use for a plunger. Okay, so I'm, I found the text. Okay. And I'm now reminded. Someone texted in. Uh, initially, they said uh, they had to go to a big box store to buy a plunger. Is there a way to... <laughs> is that a thing you can't look cool doing? Uh, yeah. And yeah. we said, no, unfortunately, buying a plunger, everyone knows what you're using it for. Especially if you're sprinting through the store. <laughs> yeah. Doing it with a skip in your step. Uh, and you just do that move like they pay cab drivers in the movie, where they just pull, pull money out of their pocket and just hand it. To the, they don't even look at it. You just throw a fistful of dollar bills at the person behind the counter at Home Depot and you sprint. Yeah. Everyone knows what the plunger is for. Mm-hmm. There is no grace in buying a plunger. No. Uh, so no, you can't look cool buying one. And that led to this text. It says, oh my God. So I visited my parents one summer and after using the bathroom, had need of a plunger. They didn't have one. Not only that, but never needed one in the five years they had lived there. Face palm emoji. My mom called the neighbors and I had to go over, knock on the front door and get the plunger, use it, then return it. <sighs> and that's one of those things you should spend money on too. Don't buy a cheap-ass plunger. Get yourself a good one. Like, don't, don't buy one that you have to finance, that you have to, you know, make payments on over the course of 18 months. Just get yourself a good, good plunger. Uh, let me grab a call here. Hello. Hey, Plunger Radio. How's it going? <laughs> plunger Radio. <laughs> hey, I heard you guys talking about the plungers, and I had to add a tidbit. I have a friend who's a plunger drives him crazy. So the plungers with the red on them, those are actually for sinks. The, the and, then, and the plungers with the black rubber, and it's more of like a bowl on the bottom, those are for toilets. Man, oh man, no wonder it wasn't working. Yeah, yeah, you got to look at the, the shape and the design. So I thought that for the first like 30 years of my life too. Yeah. And I was uh, schooled on plungers. Okay. Yeah, plunger talk. I think this is actually, this is a valuable conversation that we're having. For sure. Yeah. Okay. It's a teachable <laughs> moment. What's your name? Jamie. Thanks for being on Plunger, Plunger Radio. Radio. <laughs> right on, have a good one. Wow. So I've been using the sink plunger in the toilet. I had no idea they no. were different. I, I just assumed, I don't know, they were different models, different makes. Uh, like one was Nike, one's Adidas. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's kind of what I thought it was. Uh, oh. Turns out I've been wrong too. Yeah, the one, the wooden handle one with the little red bottom on, that's for your sink. Don't be putting that in the toilet and then swapping it back to the sink. That's gross. <laughs> the oh. more you know. Ooh, so many people are texting about clogging toilets, having to borrow. That's another thing, too. It's summertime. You're probably going to have guests. The pandemic's over. COVID completely eradicated. Mm-hmm. It's gone. It's never coming back again. You can have people in your house again. So do them a favor, put a plunger in the guest bathroom. Just put one in so they don't have to do that move where they come down after breakfast and, you know, everybody's sitting around the table still drinking coffee and talking about the olden days and they have to ask you in front of everybody for a plunger. Just put one in the bathroom, okay? That's a good idea. Always have a plunger, a toilet brush, and maybe, I don't know, some kind of scent release, whether be a candle or something else. And 25 extra rolls of toilet paper. Yeah, overdo it. Yeah. Yeah, that's just good advice. And you know that super heavy-duty toilet paper? 
like the good, good stuff, don't put that in the guest bathroom because if your guest has never used that before, they don't realize that you don't have to ream out 18 <laughs> yards of that. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like trying to flush a blanket. <laughs> an army blanket down the toilet. And you need a plunger. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to get all scatological, but let's grab a phone call here. Hi. Uh, I have a toilet that doubles as a plunger because it's marketed to flush 40 golf balls. <laughs> that was in the commercial? That was on the box, yeah. and that's why I bought it. Do you need to get rid of 40 stolen golf balls? The police kicking down your door? Yeah, or maybe you ate too many meatballs. Oh, gross. You got to get rid of them. Uh, okay, that was on the actual box. Like, they showed a picture of 40 golf balls. Yeah. Does it live up to the hype? No, it doesn't. It's not really selling it. Apparently, it doesn't work all that well. But, yeah, on the box, it says you can flush 40 golf balls down this toilet. What a weird way to, to advertise a toilet. Yeah, to yeah. be like this thing can handle a lot. <laughs> there's no uh, like there's no grace in buying a toilet like that too. Yeah. Like finally. Something uh, that can handle me. Somebody says there's an unpluggable toilet. Hello? There's a beta test team I'd like to be a part of. That's <laughs> bet you guys can't plug this toilet. Oh yeah? Is that for the scientists that don't finish top of their class? Yeah, that's where you end up in a beta test lab for new toilets. You're uh, trying to prove that the toilet is unpluggable? Ooh, yeah. <laughs> what have we learned here? Put a plunger in your guest bathroom. I have an idea for, because when you have a plunger, there's no mistaking it. Yeah. It's not a discreet thing. So what if uh, you could kind of like hide it in some kind of fake flower pot? Like, disguise your plunger? Oh, yeah, so it's not just standing on the floor next to the toilet, you know, like a flag that says, I know you're going to wreck this toilet. Yeah. <laughs> no, have it look like a fern. Yeah, then a you fire crack hydrant. it open. Fire extinguisher? Yeah. Yeah. Then you just, it's a little less shameful. <laughs> uh, should we grab one more? Okay. Okay. Uh, hi. I don't really understand the purpose of an expensive plunger. Isn't that kind of a one-use Anyway, yeah, I don't know that your expensive plunger. I don't. I don't think that's a status symbol, <laughs> or not I, one I want to see. No, and not one that you're gonna put beside the toilet as kind of an accent to the room, or you know. A... Yeah, I think this plunger really brings the room together. <laughs> yeah. Hey, what's your first name? Wait. Maybe a plunger could be a status symbol. Maybe you could get one made with the, you know, the tusk of an elephant or something like that. Ooh, an ivory handle? An ivory handled toilet plunger. Maybe, uh, you know, famous people could start, you know, there are uh, different musicians have their own brand of guitars and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. And maybe some people should have their own line of plungers. Celebrities all seem to have tequila companies now. Yes. Why not have plungers? We talked about rich guys and their space companies. We need to figure out which celebrities should get into the plunger game because apparently it is lucrative business. People can't stop talking about it. You have questions. The Lawn Chair Profits have answers. Speaking of crappy things. <laughs> ah, ah, oh, ah. oh, God. Uh, we were talking about bad summer jobs. Yeah. And a lot of these jobs have to do with cleaning bathrooms. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
I never had to do that. Plunging toilets. Oh, I'm so glad I never did that. Oh. You never realize how bad most people act as when you have to inspect or clean a public toilet. Again, I was just camping last week, and you go into a public bathroom. Is that the way people treat their bathrooms at home? What goes on in there? Like where only 70% of the matter actually makes it into the toilet? Have you been into a porta potty at a music festival? Yeah. What happens at a music festival that people forget? It freaks me out thinking, like, when I go out for a walk every day, does that mean, like, every seventh house I walk by, the bathroom is a biohazard? <laughs> like, that I wouldn't want to set foot in that house? And I'm not talking, like, your, your bathroom doesn't always have to look like the bathroom in a TV commercial. But it should be somewhere between, I don't know, I haven't cleaned this thing in a week and TV commercial bathroom. It should be somewhere in that range, not, I don't know, like where the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles lived, in the sewer. <laughs> like, ugh. Yeah, it's a bad time if that's what you do, especially if you're a student, that's like you're working for the summer and that's how you spend your summer. Here, listen to this. I had to clean bathrooms after baseball tournaments in Grand Prairie. Plunge vomit in urinals. Pressure wash poop from six feet up the wall. Oh, jeez. How is that? What are you... Six feet up the wall? What is going on in there? What is that? What did you eat? Did you fall face down with your pants down? What happened? (laughs) The mountains of toilet paper on the floor in the women's stalls. But hey, after the tournaments, we got to keep all the stuff that was left behind. That's not a job perk. Like when you get to keep all the stuff that was left in the porta potties, like they said, uh, tents, sleeping bags. (laughs) (laughs) Check out these sunglasses Uh, I found. Oh, at least they say I never kept a sleeping bag. A used sleeping bag, it's like used under, it's just too intimate. What is that? (laughs) <laughs> like, I would never want to use sleeping bag, especially one I found in a porta potty. Oof. I'm glad I never had a job like that. Ugh. I did have some rough summer jobs, though. Yeah. I worked at the Calgary Stampede. Oh, yeah. One, it was actually one of my very first jobs. Bronc rider? Uh, no. Oh. I was a garbage collector. Oh, okay. So, and not like the little kind of little where you sweep it into a bag. Like, I walked around, picked the bags out of the bins, and then put a new bag in. Oh, with the noisy, hard plastic tires on the so everybody knew you were coming, and they're yeah. like, "Oh boy!" And I had to pull around something that looked kind of like a rickshaw, but it was full of garbage. Yeah, it was one of those. And at the Stampede, if you don't know, the Stampede in Calgary is in a huge parking lot, and so it's like ten degrees hotter there than it is anywhere else in the city. And they made you wear jeans all day, every day. Oh. So it'd be 30 degrees outside, 40 degrees on the stampede grounds, and I'm walking around hauling garbage for 12 hours. Did you have to wear little cowboy boots? No. No? With your pants tucked into them? No. (laughs) (laughs) That would have made it so much worse. But I did that one year, and I guess for a first job, that's something. How about one that doesn't involve garbage or poop? That would be nice. Uh, This wasn't a summer job. It was just a crappy job. I'm a heavy equipment operator. I was working in the oil sands in Fort McMurray, night shift. We weren't allowed cell phones. We had to leave them back at camp. There were nights, sometimes four or five in a row, where my machine would be broken down. I would sit on a bus for 12 straight hours staring out the window. There was no radio reception, so I didn't even have music. 
makes for a long two weeks. Josh. Holy hey, cow. Uh, Josh, there's a thing. It's typically the covers made of heavy cardboard and <laughs> the pages are made of paper. There's something called a book, Josh. I couldn't imagine being stuck for 12 hours just looking out of a single window, oh. not a single distraction. That's a long time. Too much time to sit there and think. Hey, guys, I grew up in the middle of nowhere, lived a couple of kilometers from the county dump. Starting when I was 13, I would occasionally get hired to watch the dump for the week. (laughs) What is there to watch? Like, what are you watching for? You need to make sure people... There's no uh, rolled up carpets with things hidden in the middle. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. I think I could work at a dump, I think. It seems kind of like uh, you don't you don't bring that work home with you. No, you're not laying in bed at night sweating about the dump. All you're doing all day long is you're walking around the dump, smashing all the windows that self-respecting <laughs> people didn't smash when they threw them in the dump. I would do that. I'd break a lot of stuff. Go back to my little dump hut, the thing they sit in, and take your money. I would get one of those little portable little golf tee things, like the little mat. Oh, yeah. And just hit golf balls into the dump all day. Why not? The Lawn Chair Profits with Garner Andrews and Bryce Kelly. So, Bryce Kelly, it's July. It's summertime. I think back to when I was a much, much younger man. Did you ever sleep in a tent in your backyard or a friend's backyard or maybe a tent trailer on the driveway when you were 10 years old? I don't think I did. Oh, it was like having your own apartment. It was the closest thing a 10-year-old gets to having their own apartment is when your parents let you sleep in the trailer. And then when you think back on it, it's like we were sleeping in a tent trailer in a back alley. Like that just, <laughs> that sounds like a recipe for abduction. <laughs> yeah. Nowadays you'd get arrested for, if you let your kids sleep in there. Your kids would be taken away from you. You would be visiting, you would be on supervised visits with your children at a Burger King. Even just uh, allowing them to sleep in a tent in your own private backyard. Yeah. Probably walking away in shackles. Uh, hey guys, grew up in a small town, Tuxford, Saskatchewan. I know exactly where that is. I believe I played hockey there. Mm, Tuxford. Yeah, not professionally, but I did play hockey there. They don't have an NHL team? No. Oh. Me and my friends would sleep in our tents or tent trailers. We would then sneak out and go raid gardens, roaming the streets of Tuxford, munching on stolen carrots and peas. <laughs> what rebels we were. Is that something from you, your lifetime? Like, did people raid gardens when you were in high school? No. No. That's bizarre, isn't it? It seems odd. Like, if I'm stealing something, I want it to be something that's bad for me. (laughs) Yeah, not like a a dirty carrot at (laughs) 2.30 in the morning. But Yeah, I used to do it too. Like, that's, but I, I mean, maybe, I grew up in Moose. There was a 7-Eleven. There was a couple of them, but maybe they were far enough away that, it's like, ah, I could walk to that 7-Eleven 19 blocks from here and get some taquitos, or I could have a potato. <laughs> I could eat a potato like an apple. Or I could have this weird, misshapen, thin carrot. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I just, I remember camping in the backyard, tent trailers, tents. Uh, somebody else said, Garner, you described my childhood perfectly. We had an old tent trailer in our backyard me and my friends would sleep out there, wandering around the streets of Grand Prairie in the middle of the night at 12 years old with my friends. Is still one of my fondest childhood memories. Yeah, Rebecca, you were totally unsupervised. It's like you got a, you got a day pass. I couldn't imagine. All my sleepovers were like in basements. 
And so oh. if you heard a creaking or heard something coming down the stairs, it was TV off, pretend like you're sleeping. Yeah. But in the trailer, man. I wonder what time we actually stayed up until on those crazy sleepovers. I often think about that because it felt like, oh my God, it must be five. I'll bet you it was like 11 o'clock at night. <laughs> I bet you that's all it was. Uh, no, to answer your question about raiding gardens, now the rage is to steal garden gnomes. Ah. I have cameras set up, you little bastards. Take my gnome once more, I dare ya. Oh my. Hmm. Some bitterness there. I may have done that once. Oh, really? I have an orange frog in my backyard that was taken when I was 18. And I've trucked with me everywhere. Really? Yeah. Huh. Uh, can I just grab a phone call here? You have a good, refreshing vacation? <laughs> yes, yeah, super refreshing. You know, 37 <laughs> degrees inside my trailer. Oh, you don't have AC on that guy? I do, but we only had 15 amp service where we were oh, staying. So nah. No, that doesn't work. <laughs> oh, it would work for a while, but then you'd have to go outside and flip the breaker again. And, ah, uh, you know, the way oh. the pioneers had to. <laughs> yeah, those covered wagons, they had little AC units oh. on the top, too. I you know, know they were. The, where I was camping. I don't know who this guy was, but he he must have been a sheet metal worker because he had a he had his work van there, and it had a big decal of the Tin Man on the back from Wizard of Oz. Yeah. But at one point, this guy got out a cutter and he cut a hole in the side of his trailer and he put one of those window air conditioning units in the side of his trailer. Wow, that's <laughs> <He> was, aggressive. <laughs> It was so redneck, but at the same time, we all just sat back and went, bravo. <laughs> Slow cut clap. It's like sometimes you just got to do her. Yeah. <laughs> cut a cut. <laughs> he completely killed the resale on that trailer, but he had air conditioning. I mean, it depends on how old it was. I mean, maybe it's not that bad a deal. It, was, it wasn't a new trailer. It was like, I don't know, 15 or 20 years old. It was still too good of a trailer. To be cutting a hole in the side where your air conditioner goes. And it's not like you could tow that down the highway with an air conditioner hanging out the side of it like that. I was going to say, I wouldn't want to be in the car behind you when you're pulling that thing. <laughs> see that air conditioner <laughs> tumbling down the highway. Uh, that might be one of the most spectacular things I saw. That same guy, though, too. He was always, he always had power tools going on his campsite. He was always doing something. Then he built sort of a trolley thing that he could pull his kayak on a set of wheels behind his bike. He came pedaling by one day, showing it off for me. I was confused. I think he used a hockey stick to make this thing. Wow. Yeah. What an outdoorsman. Why are there some, there are some people who camp and it's like they forgot everything. Yeah. They don't have a thing. They drove up, they forgot their tent, they forgot their sleeping bag. Oh no, now I live in the woods. And then there are people who seem to bring everything they own. Like that guy? Yeah. He had a portable air conditioner <laughs> in the back of his van somewhere. That I'm sure he didn't just go up to the general store in the campground and go, give me a, give me a bag of firewood. I'll take a bag of ice and one of those air conditioning units. I'm sure that's not how it went. No. The campground is a weird place. Sure is. It's like the homeless simulator. That's what it is. It is. It's Some... like you leave your perfectly good air-conditioned home and go spend a week tripping around in the dark just peeing on trees. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Lawn Chair Profits Podcast with Garner Andrews and Bryce Kelly. Hear more weekday mornings on Sonic 1029 Edmonton.
on your radio, on the Radio Player Canada app, and on your smart speaker. Play Sonic 1029. 